still want to answer the question that the Rebbe asked at the beginning of the Mimer, how were those three Pshatim and Lamer connected? Right? And we're going to see that today. We'll see that in Ois Hey, the Rebbe will explain that to us. Okay? And then Vav will, I mean, the, the explanation of all of that, there's going to be a simple explanation in Ois Hey, and then Ois Vav sort of begins the whole rest of the Mimer. That, that, that talks about three different aspects of Matan Torah, okay? Um, so we were near the end of Dalid, where the Rebbe explained that there were two different, that the, 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 there's a difference between the Chiddush and the Gilu Shem of Shem in the Neshama, as opposed to the Guf. In the Neshama, it's an Indian in Gilui, and we can say very clearly, even though we're going to be able to say this relative to the goof, but very clearly we can say, right, that something very high as a result of the fact that the source, even though the Rebbe's going to give a slightly different source when we see the end of this, and it's probably going to confuse us, but I think we're going to, I'm going to try to find out why, why the Rebbe says that, because we know we're talking about Atzmus. Right, the Rebbe is going to about to say it again two or three more times. Right, so because a neichi, which is atzmus, is, is, is part and parcel of the whole reality of Matan Torah, and so it can bring about Aleph, the revelation of Havaya in, a, in, the, in the neshama, even when the neshama is in the goof, which naturally will conceal certain aspects of the neshama. Right? That concealment doesn't happen after Matan Torah because of the power of Matan Torah. In other words, naturally, in terms of just talking about Yudke Vavke. So naturally, Yudke Vavke, as it descends below, even, even as Yudke Vavke is expressed in the Neshama, as it descends below, if that Neshama is clothed in the goof, then naturally that, the, 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 the Yudke Vavke of the Neshama will be concealed. And that's what the situation was until Matantara. At Matantara, it came into a state of Gilu. Okay, why Anelchi? Also, and that, that was, since it came from such a high place, it could descend to a low place. And we explained that in this Ois, in Ois Dalad, we saw this yesterday, an incredibly important Kiddush. The basic, the, generally, the Indian of Kola Lamata Yesu is relative to what the Rebbe referred to as Makkah, right? That that which usually is found above is also revealed below. But it's not that there's become a shinui in that thing itself, any change in that thing itself, or any change in the below per se. It's just now that there's there's a revelation there. It's like and the, and the, the marshal we used was the, the light shining on the inside of the cave. It's still a cave, it still is what it is, but there's a light there, and so there's a certain state of revelation there, so I know what's there. Okay, but it's not that it's been elevated to a whole different state of reality. So the neshama is still the neshama. It's just shining in a new place. That, that's what we said. This is specifically those words. Makim is all shayach to place. Whereas relative to the goof, you're talking about isach. That two opposite things have now come into a state of unity and it's completely lamay laminateva. So on one level, it's, it's still, uh, and, and the Rebbe is going to say this, he's not going to differentiate between the two of them in terms of the idea of but it's a much deeper expression of that. It's not simply in the context of the light is now in a place that it wasn't before. It's that the light has been completely transformed such that it's now mishutaf, it's now one with something that's essentially contrary to it and, and the opposite of it. Shnei hafachim are the words that the Rebbe used. Two opposites. 
Shem of Ay in the goof? And yet the goof is, is, is a place for the revelation of Shem of Ay. Now we had a question, and it's a reasonable question, and the Rebbe does not answer it in a footnote. I, I apologize, I thought there was a footnote. But, um, I mean, well, I understand the goof didn't change at Matan Torah, so you have to say uh, that it's similar to the Indian of the Neshama. Now, the, the, it's, the Neshama now is is revealing Yudke Vavke in Elamazah. So to the goof, even though it was always in that sea word, it always looked the same. So to the goof changed, still had a head and a body and two hands and two feet. We still looked exactly the same. But now that goof has become, begilui, a revelation of Yudke Vavke. And that was in no way, shape, or form understood or in a state of revelation before Manitara. What that looks like, I don't know. I mean, we, but we know what it looks like in Aveda. So it, this is all about very, very powerful states of Bittu that are now part and part part and parcel of our reality, and that's what the Rebbe, the Rebbe will continue to explain that, so we'll see, okay? But there's, so there's the, the bitl of it, and there's the revelation of it below. Two different aspects to this equation. Now, the, very much the revelation of, of Yudke Vavke below brings about the bitl, but we, have to, we, we do have to relate to those two things as two separate things, and that's gonna help us understand that three different shatim and laymore to express mostly the level well one expresses the level of hamshacha but mostly but the two ideas of the speech represent the notion of bitl and the third the level of hamshacha bringing godliness into elamazah we'll see that in our say okay but let's let's finish that one Three relations to what we learn in Miriam Ashliyosara that really our bodies are different, they just appear to be like, we learn that our bodies are different in Miriam, like the same thing? Yeah, really? yeah. I mean, is does this relate to the body of the non-Jew? I can't imagine that's the case, it doesn't have a neshama. So, yeah, I would think so. The Rebbe doesn't say it here, but yeah. That really the, the the goof of the yid is the cleave for the nisham, so it's not the same, but it looks the same. So you're fair. So you could really what you just said is very interesting because you could really say that relative to the Jewish goof before and after matantara yeah. looks the same, but it's really not the same. It's now metaphysically completely different. Just like you would say between the Jewish body and the non-Jewish body relative to its ability to be a cleave for nevushel keys. Which also is very interesting about Gairus. That would mean that, I mean, one of two things. Either that body was always a body that was really a cleave for a Nevajelokis, and now that's just being revealed. Or there also has to be a metaphysical change in the body at the time of Gairus, which is really interesting. There's definitely a a very powerful metaphysical change at the time of Gairus, but there's there's always been this Chazal say Gair Shinis Gair. They don't say Goy Shinis Gair a non-Jew who converts. They say a ger, a convert who converts. That's a funny way of saying it, right? Should be a non-Jew who converts. No, ger is guys. So from that, there, and this is not just in Chassidus, Bechlal, it's a discussion of, it, it, was that person always destined to be a Jew and it was just a matter of it having to be revealed through a certain process called gerus? But really that's what they were all the time. And it just had to be revealed. So we usually relate that to the neshama, right? But based on this, and Yemishtes would also be relevant to the goof, which is really fascinating. So now you could theoretically say that it's 
you know, you could, you could, you could, Palgin and Dibura, right? You could say that relative to the goof, it's a goof that shayat would have shalukis. That's the gear of it. But the never shalukis isn't in the goof yet. And that's the gear. You could also say that. I don't know. I mean, I, just, you know, it's all happening in some metaphysical level that we don't understand. Yeah. Exactly how, there's definitely all sorts of different understandings that exactly what's, what is that process? What's happening? Fascinating process. Unbelievable. One thing that everybody who deals with Gerim, which we don't so much here, right? We don't, I mean, there will be people who come to the yeshiva after Gerus, but we don't, we just don't have anything to do with the process of it. But the people who deal with the process of it, one of the things that they say that's really fascinating after the process is that it's usually very, very obvious that the person is now a Yid because they have a Yitzhara. There's now an opposing force relative to all those Jewish things that they did when they weren't Jewish, but there was no opposing force because why should there be? So that person, they, they talk to any Lubavitcher who runs you know, Chabad houses where there will be you know, the odd person who's misguided. It can sometimes be the, 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 the spouse of someone who's already Jewish or whatever, whatever. There's, you know, it happens. They'll all say the same thing. You know, some woman who was the pillar of the Chabad house um, in the, during the process of gear, and she was just so busy doing everything, came to every class and every event, and da 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 and then the gear finishes, and all of a sudden she stops coming to everything. She's there, but she stops coming to everything. Why? She says, it's hard not to come now. I never it's hard not to come before. <laughs> just, it's, they say it's absolutely fascinating how you just see there's a change in the person. Now, obviously, there's all sorts of positive changes, but now they're dealing with this opposing force that there, there wasn't there. I assume they talk to people about this in the process. I, mean, you know, I would assume, I don't know. But they all say it. <coughs> okay, so we got to Shnei Afachim, Lochem. Right? Two, two completely different states of reality, Avaya and the Goof. Five lines, six lines up from the bottom of the, the long paragraph on Arad. Page Arad. V'lochen b'chdei sh'shem avayit star kaviyocha b'tziur d'guf gashmi in order that the shem avayit should be illustrated, so to speak, in the in the tziur, in the form of the guf gashmi. Ein z'ayideh amshoch asin yishelamayla yimena. This is not simply from Drawing down something that's beyond it. And this the Rebbe is explaining in terms of, in terms of, if that's all we're using to explain this. The action, that's brought about in a particular thing, by something loftier than it, is only that it is drawn down more below. Right? That's what we saw about the or, right? The mushal of the or. Also the seichel of the rav, right? That was another mushal that we used in terms of kolag of The seichel of the rav will be drawn down into the seichel of the student. There's no shinui to the seichel of the rav. 
On a certain level, I mean, there is, but there isn't even a shinu of the seichel of a student on a certain level, right? Now it just understands something it didn't understand before. Okay, so obviously that brings about a seichel's such a conceptual thing that, okay, that it brings about a certain change in the seichel, but not really. There was a seichel before and there's a seichel now. Just now the seichel knows two plus two is four. And it didn't know that before. Now that will obviously help it understand other things, etc., etc., etc. But not changing the thing itself. And it's even with seichel, if seichel is going to bring about change, it's that's only because the person does the work to allow the seichel to penetrate into them and bring about change. That the 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 very fact that a certain piece of information is now in my brain and it wasn't before, it doesn't bring about any change in me per se. I, it, it's, the, it's the fertile ground to bring about change, but I have to internalize it. Right? It's me doing that. That's not the Mashpia doing that. Right? The Mashpia just puts it there. And in order for Shem Havaya to be illustrated, so to speak, and twice the Rebbe said Kaviyochel relative to this, right? But Sir the Guf Gashi never said Kaviyochel relative to the Neshama because the Neshama is Chelik Havaya Amber. The Neshama is Taka Chelik Elokamima. But Sir the Guf Gashi, who all you there, I'm Shochas Vagilu, your Panemius, Vatsmius, the Shem Havaya Atsmai. Now, that line is an annoying line because I don't understand it. I mean, you know, that's why it's an annoying line. I'm, I, uh, it's an annoying line to me because it should say Atzmos, right? Why is it saying Panimia Shemavaya? The whole vert is it's Dafka not Shemavaya. So, unless you say that this level of Shemavaya is being drawn down by virtue of the fact that there's a Gilu Yatzmos. But the source of all this is the Gilu Yatzmos, not that there's a higher level of Shemavaya because we said Shemavaya itself is limited to the extent that it, it, something can't completely change itself. It needs something beyond it to change it, right? It's funny, we say that relative to ourselves, only we can change ourselves, we say that, but even that, the only reason we can bring about real change in ourselves is to tap into something transcendent of us, Makras Hashabas, etc. Yeah? It says in the front of the Mule, because I thought the whole book, like the whole idea of the Mule or the machine of the like that's what allows the drawing down into the gut. So I didn't understand that as being the level that allowed for that. That was the that was the that was the level revealed by that. Even that level was revealed. Even the level of Milui was revealed, right? So show me where you say where. If I'm more than happy to see that, right? It could be. Look, Shatam al Zesh Milui shall ois. I'm reading next to footnote thirty-five. About eight lines down in the paragraph above. I see the first word miluim at miluim, and it has their footnote 35. Yeah. So, okay, so shatamalze, let's see what it says here. Shatamalze, shamilu shala ois, hu behelem, hu kamei bois alef, shuatzme, hu begilui, valamet vafei, shame amilu seculum by behelem, hu, lefisha milu, hu apnemius veatzme shale shalamaila migilui. Okay, so that's what it is. So that's what's revealed. But I didn't understand that to be the koyach for the revelation. The koyach for the revelation was anoichi, which is atzmus. So here the rabbi says something that is 
It's difficult to understand. Levi asked this yesterday. Are we talking about Shemavai or Atzmus? And I answered Atzmus. Because that is what the Rebbe's been saying all along. And then this line, the Rebbe says something that's difficult to understand. So I, I don't understand it. I'll, I'm going to try to understand it. I'm going to send a note to someone who understands these things and ask him, and hopefully he'll write me back. <laughs> what? Is he saying, like, in the bottom of the paragraph, is he, is he saying, is he referring to the Kayaf? Is he referring to the Kayaf? Let's see. Let's read, the, let's read the bottom again. Maybe, maybe... You're my wise man, and I don't have to write letters. Just have to sit in class. What does what does Chazal say? Me tell me that you You learn more from your students than from anybody else. Okay, so let's read Ubechdei. See, it sounds like Ubechdei in order that. That's what's that's what is annoying. That's what's bothering. I mean, when I say annoying, I mean bothering. You know, it's hard because I don't. I didn't. Not understanding, it's annoying, right? In order that, Shem Havaya, that sounds like the Koyach, right? Bechdei Shem Havaya, Yitzhar Koviyochel Betziyo Deguf Gashmi, Hu Ayadei Hamshochas, that's through, Hamshochas Vegilu Yapnimius Vaatzmius De Shem Havaya Atzmai, Hamilui Devaya, Shegam Havaya Atzmai Bepnimius, Eina Mugdar, now that we say about atzmus. Those words are what how we describe atzmus. Remember, we're talking, meaning if you just put the word atzmus in here, this sentence would be easy to understand. Not, right? We'd understand it completely and totally because we're used to that. So I don't, I just, the, the idea of pnimius avaya, b'shema milui, it, it, what does the rabbi mean by that? I'm not sure. Because everything else in the sentence is synonymous with how we understand answers. Enu begeder. Panimi Hashem Avaya, you would assume, is a reality in Gilui. So there it has, for it has a getter. What's the getter? Bilti mugbal. Unlimited. That's its getter. Right? Describe it. Bilti mugbal. That's how you would describe that level of reality. But it has a getter. And we talked about this before, and that now you know you see it here. Atzmus. There's no getter. There's no description. There's no, there's no definition. It can express itself in any any way possible because it's not limited to any particular reality, any particular getter, any particular box. Even Shema Vaya is in a box. What's that box? The box of Bilti Mugbal. Here, put all the infinite things in that box. And put all the finite things in that box. Atzmus. Whichever box you want. Right? Because it, it doesn't have the getter of Bilti Mugbal or Mugbal, right? That's Atzmus. And, and, and as difficult as that is for us to understand what that looks like, the idea is not a difficult idea. There's these three different levels of reality. Okay? That's what Chassidus opens us up to. And we become very fluent in that okay so everything the rebbe says here seems to be about atmos and it would fit right but the, the rebbe doesn't those those few words in there I, I just don't understand them i apologize i'm going to try to if it's synonymous with atmos and the, the, the panemius of shame of I is synonymous with atmos somewhere fine so then we have no problem I, but I, I i'm not going to say that <laughs> What's the level of revelation of, like, that is in the gut? 
Yeah. And maybe that's the that's for part. sure. And that's and it seemed like like of course like I know if these were the last that can happen, but like what is the what is the revelation like what level of revelation is it on is it through Shimila? That's for sure. Just that word day is difficult to explain. In order that, so then it, it seems to say, in order for Shem Avaya to be Shittaf in the goof, that requires Havaya Pnimi. Now, maybe that's a saying as follows, like like you're saying. Maybe you're, you're maybe this is the Pshat. I, I don't know. I, I'm still going to write my letter. But but maybe the maybe the Pshat is maybe the Pshat is in it. If Shemavaya is going to be revealed in the goof, what level is going to be revealed? Pnimi Shemavaya. Because you're talking about Shnei Hafachim. And that's a level that's less mugdar, less limited. What allows that to happen? Atzmus. And, but again, those lines at the end, Ain is right? Havaya Atzmai Bepnimisa, Ain a mugdar begeder haruchni. That we say about Atzmos, not about Shema Vaya. Shema Vaya, we say it is a Davaruchni. So we're talking about Pnimius Avaya. So if Pnimius Avaya is a level of Avaya that obviously I don't understand, right? So fine, okay. I, you know, I'm open to learning something new here. I just, I, I don't understand those lines, okay? I just, I apologize. I don't understand those lines. I don't feel like I can say, here, this is what the Rebbe is saying. <coughs> But we know what the problem is. We know what he, we do know what the Rebbe is saying. I just it's hard to see it what we think it should say in the words relative to what it does say in the words. And just about Mule in general, did we say yesterday that typically Mule is a lower level Not typically. It can be explained above folks. Here it's clear it's being explained as much higher. The Rebbe the Rebbe the explains it as much higher. There is where is it? Oh, it's on the tip of my brain. You know, it's like there's a mimer of the Rebbe. I remember the name of the mimer and where it is. My the Rebbe discusses the different inyanim in Milui. Mm. It goes into the whole, the whole Hezber and Milui, the whole mind. Tavshin Yud base Temedai, maybe something like that. Like that. There'd be, mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I'll try to find that out too. I don't remember where that is. Looking at. Pretty sure it's Tavshin Yud base. Yeah, sorry, Doc. What would you like to say? Oh, uh, this, this is a library that was edited by the record, right? Yes. Okay. Okay, so we have that difficulty at the end even though we have a basic understanding as to what's going on, and, and we're still not going to change the basic understanding that it's all coming from Anoichi, because the Rebbe's going to say that again in the next paragraph, and then the next paragraph. <sighs> Just don't understand those words. Okay, so now the, the Rebbe Marash, we're going to continue with the Rebbe Marash's mimer, and we're going to explain 
Now, the Rebbe Marash, this is important to know, and this is really interesting, and when we see this, how, how the Rebbe is going to explain something. In the Rebbe Marash's Maimer itself, the Rebbe Marash brings one shot in Laimor that Kedr Vashena connected, that the Ebishter responds to our learning. He does not bring the other two, which is really interesting. He only brings one. Our Rebbe, in the beginning of our Maimer, brought three, then brought the Rebbe Marash. And the Rebbe is now going to show how really in the Maimer, the Rebbe Marash, it's hinted at all three. Right, it's really interesting. <laughs> Meaning, the Rebbe Marash only said one Begilui, but it's Bemilui, they're all there. There's two letters missing. The Lamed and the Fei are there. They're just, they're not revealed. And I'm going to show you the Lamed and the Fei in the Aleph. Right, because the Rebbe Marash only says one reason. He says, Kerr Vashirin connected. That's all he says. I mean, that's fine, right? I mean, it does, it, it, not every mimer has to explain every pshat in Lamor. As a matter of fact, the Rebbe himself doesn't explain every pshat in Lamor. He didn't explain the Medrash Risa and the Mechilta, right? Okay, so he's just explaining three. Fine, so the Rebbe Marash explained one. Along comes the Rebbe and explains, well, no, that's not really true. The Rebbe Marash really explained all three. He just explained one explicitly and two implicitly. And we'll see how, which is really just so interesting. How the Rebbe learns. Umamshik Bamaimer. Meaning, it's, 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 it, I, I think it's an important thing, that's why I'm going to say it, that, to appreciate the fact that the Rebbe is really learning this Maimer, the Rebbe Marash. It's not like the Rebbe knows it and it's just like turning the pages because it's, you know, he's looking at something he's seen 42 times. Now, that might also be the, but, but he's really learning it. Uh, he's really looking for different ideas, what the Rebbe Marash really wants to say. It's really... Umam Shikhba The Rebbe Marash continues in the Maimon. De Perish V'yadaber... Here, this is where we see what the Rebbe Marash says. Perish V'yadaber Leymor Hu Shibba Matan Torah Nitan Akarich L'Kol Echad V'Echad M'Yisrael Shekishet Yikra Vatara, it was given this, the, the power of every single Jew, the potential of every Jew, that when he calls out in the Torah, I mean, when he learns the Torah, reads the Torah, learns it, the Kaddish will read and learn opposite him, right? That one shot in Lamon. The Ramarash says that's also in mitzvahs. Not only was that Kayach given to us in Torah, was also given to us in mitzvahs. That what? Dal Yadesh Ish Yisrael, Oisa Mitzvah, who girdim, two words here, to be careful about both of them, girdim, umamshich, shekadosh baruch yasa Oisa. He causes and draws down that a kadosh baruch will do it. In other words, that which we say, shekichandva mitzvahs of, Vitzivanu, that he commands us in his mitzvahs and commanded us to put on tefillin, and we say, therefore, Kaddish Baruch puts on tefillin. <coughs> so, the Rebbe Marash is explaining that, whereas we might think that the Ebershah puts on tefillin, therefore we do, no, we put on tefillin, therefore Kaddish Baruch does. That's what he just said, right? Just like we learn, therefore he learns. 
which is not so much bitl. Right? That's not an expression of bitl. That's an expression of unbelievable koyach. Tan l'shoning imrasecho, that my mouth will answer, will say your words. That's bitl. What do I want to use my koyach adibur for? Well, I just want to say what God says. <laughs> Why should I say anything that I think? I'll say what God thinks. Okay, that's bitl. Kara v'shoyin ekenegde is not bitl. It's this unbelievable connection that Torah gives us with the Abishta. We'll see how that all plays out. So the Rebbe Marash is not emphasizing the bitl of it, even though, interestingly enough, before this, what has the Rebbe Shab told us? That one of the most important things of Matan Torah that you should understand is that imi hadibur medaber. That the that the Abish is speaking to me individually, and what was that all about? Bittel, right? True. And then the Rebbe Marash brings this medrash, which is not so to speak the medrash of Bittel. It's a medrash of some other aspect of Matan Torah, right? Manyan. Why not just pay, bring Tan Lashani Masechah? It's just all Bittel. You were talking about Bittel. It's more Bittel. You didn't say they didn't bring that. But a different medrash. The medrash is not really the bit, the Bittel medrash, so to speak. The plot thickens in understanding what the Ramarash wants to teach us. He talked about Bittel before this, as a matter of fact, right? Because in our Mimer, we started with Pshat and Lamor, and then we went to the Rebbe Marash. In the Rebbe Marash's Mimer, he starts with the in, with, with Ois base Gimel Dalet, and then goes to our Ois Aleph, and what's Pshat in the word Lamor, and explains one of, and brings one of the Medrashim, right? Okay, notice, Umam Sheikh Ba Mimer, after the Rebbe Marash explained to, uh, in the Mimer, in our Mimer, it's Ois base Gimel, and Dalet, after that was explained in the Rebbe Marash's Mimer, then he goes back to explain the Indian of Lamar, which for us was Ois Aleph in our mind. Yeah? Okay. So that Manyan. So now what what was the Dagesh of base Gimel Dalad? I, I would say there's a lot of Bittl there. Right? That my Neshama is is Shitef Bashemavaya, my goof is Shitef Bashemavaya. What are you? You're just this little piece of Bittl Shemavaya. You're just revealing Shemavaya. Right? In a Medaber, we said that that was an Indian in Bittl. And the only reason, this is how this is how we understood it, the reason the, the Rebbe Marash brought two Medrashim was to emphasize also that it's Beguf. The second Medrash emphasizes the, that it's even expressed in the Guf, which is Shaykh to age. Right? Okay. That's all Bittl. This Medrash isn't. It's amazing stuff. It's not Bittl. Other up, if anything, is the opposite. I'm going to tell a Kaddish Baruch what to say, right? <laughs> I'm going to tell a Kaddish Baruch what to do. Whoa, you have the Kaddish to do that? Yeah, Matantar gave us the Kaddish to decide. Kaddish Baruch is put on tefillin now. Kaddish Baruch is going to learn Bab Metziah now. Right? No? <laughs> say it back. Right? Whoa, that's crazy. Right?
you know, there's this Midrashim, like, what does the Abish to do all day, right? Mm. right? So, so, you know, one of the Midrashim says he's Mazavik Zivugim, right? He's making, he's matching people up. So Shad is making, making Zivugim, making uh, Shidduchim, right? Making sure that people get married. Okay, fine. So, based on this Midrash, what's Kaddish Baruch doing all day? He's learning about Mitzi, he's learning about Bakama, he's learning Gitten, he's, he's putting on filling, he's wearing tzitzis, he's wearing Why? Okay, that's what we're doing, so that's what he's doing. Whatever that looks like up there. Valderech zehu b'mitzvahs, the Rebbe says, Da'al yedei she'ish yisrael ha'isa mitzvah gerim u'mamshich. Now, gerim means to cause, mamshich means to draw down. So there seem to be two aspects to this. It is interesting, the Rebbe uses two words. That gerim is the simple shot. He causes a Kaddish Baruch to do this mitzvah. Okay. Why add mamshich? Well, because there's also a hamshoch as a result of this mitzvah of tremendously powerful light in Dreilam because that's mamshich. Right? I mean, that's what mamshich means. Okay, so there's those two aspects of it. And we know that's what mitzvahs do. Okay, so that's also happening. So to put it in in the in the mathematical terms that we use for this relationship that we have with the Abishter, so our isarusa de latata, our arousal from below, brings about an isarusa de la'ela, an arousal from above, and that's the Abishter doing the mitzvah, and that brings about a hamshocha to below. Right? That causes godliness to, right? So that's why the Rebbe uses Gerim Umam Shech. Shekadosh Baruch Yaseis. Vakayach Sheyesh B'Kol Echad Misrael. And the power that there is in every Yid, Shal Yidei Limbud Torah that through his learning of Torah, and that was not the case before Matan Torah. When Avram Avinu learned Torah, that didn't happen. Right. That didn't happen when Avram Avinu did mitzvahs. That comes from the kayak that was given to each and every one of us, the Deber of Anoichi V'alakecha Loshin Yochid, Kemavur Ba'maimers, is explained in the Maimer. Now, really interesting, because why? what was Pshad? It was uh, it was said, B'loshin Yochid. What, what did we see the Rebbe Marash say? What did we learn from that? It's, it, yeah, it's speaking to me. Now it's Bittl. Okay, but that also, that's not, it does, to me it's not, not, not Bittl, but it's also now something new. It's also giving each and every one of us the koyach to have that personal relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, that what you do, he'll do. That koyach was given to us by virtue of the fact, not the general anoichi, but specifically anoichi, but avay elokecho. I'm your Elohim, I'm your God, I'm, I have a, this incredibly powerful personal relationship with you. So mitzad echad, that's going to be, that's going to cause bittel in me. Mitzad sheni, that's also going to cause kaviachol. Okay, please, I'm using this word very lightly, but so to speak, the rabbi doesn't use the word, but bittel of the Ebishter to you. What you do, he'll do. All right? That's wild. 
That is what the medrash says, right? It's not this, you know. This is a med. This medrash is. It's not an esoteric medrash. I mean, that's a medrash. Everybody knows. Everybody quotes in this and other works. It's okay. Okay. So where is the Rebbe going to take us with this? Let's see. The Yesh Leimar, those magical words. Okay, you could say like this. Now, you notice there's no footnote in this whole paragraph. There's a footnote at the very end of it, which we'll read. But there's no footnote in here, which is really interesting. That means Yesh Lamar. This is where you'll find this idea. You won't find it anywhere else. Even though the Rebbe says you, if you, in, that you can see similar ideas in other places. He'll say that in footnote 38. As an introduction for the explanation of the word Lamar. And what does that mean? In our Mimer was the Rebbe Marash's introduction to explain what Lamar means. Right? Again, in our mimer is the other way around. Okay, Poseidon. But in the Reb Marash, first there was Ois, Base, Gimel, Dalit, and then Lamor. Right? Okay. So what was, so remind ourselves, what was in Ois, Gimel, Base, Gimel, Dalit? Loshin Yochid, Anechvel, Kechel, Loshin Yochid, Imi, Hadibur, Medaber. It's speaking specifically with me. Right? And the second Medrash, that it's Shaykh to the Zakanim, the Narim, and the Yiladim. And that that ultimately taught us that Shitif Kadish Baruch Shmaya Shema Vaya Bhnishmasa Shalayid Uba Guf Shalayid. Right? True? Okay. There was a lot of bittle in there. <laughs> like all the all all of those variables seem to be connected to the idea of bittle. Right? And then the Rebbe Manash says, and, oh, and the word Lamor means Kerf Shena Kenegda, which is not big. It's amazing, incredible, and fantastic, but I, I wouldn't say that it, the, the word Bittel isn't what comes to mind when you think of that. Exactly the opposite. Let's see. Not the opposite in a bad way. That the learning Torah of a person will cause HaKadosh Baruch Hu to learn opposite him. I just want to tell you something else about Talmud Torah that came into my head now and I want to put it out there because otherwise I'll forget and it's important that you should know. Similar idea, but just on a slightly different level. Some Litvisha Bachim once came to the Friedrich Rebbe and said they wanted to be Hasidim. And they meant it, it wasn't right? They weren't Misnagdisha Bachim, right? They were Litvisha Bachim, they wanted to be Hasidim. And the Friedrich Rebbe, I don't know why the Friedrich Rebbe was so harsh on them. 
I, I, I don't, that part of the story I don't understand. But the Vedic Rabbi said to them as follows. When you learn Torah, when you learn a Mishnah, is Rabbi Akiva sitting on the other side of the table with you? When you learn a Gemara, are Rav and Abaya sitting at the table with you? Rashi and Taisvis are at the table with you? Because if not, you can't be my Chosat. <laughs> That's what the Vedic Rabbi said to those Bachar. <laughs> so don't get depressed. <laughs> Baruch Hashem, you decided you're the Rebbe's Chassid before you knew that, so don't worry about it. You're in. You're in. Don't worry, you can show your badge. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. I couldn't get in, but I'm already in, right? Right? Not in a mate. That's, I, and I, obviously, there's something going on that we, that we don't understand in that story, because we know the Friedrich Rebbe didn't say that to everybody, right? And it wasn't like such a hard club to get into. I mean, it is, but it isn't, right? That's what he said to those Bachmans. Mark Soloveitchik, in his book, writes, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, he didn't know that story of the Friedrich Rebbe, but Mark uh, Soloveitchik writes, just not a chosid, but uh, it's someone who learns Torah and, and loves learning Torah and has a romantic way of describing things. He's very, if you read his, some of his writings, very, very beautiful, picturesque, romantic way of describing reality. He said when he was a little boy, so his, his grandfather, grandfather, the Briskarov, right? Grandfather, time of Brisk. So uh, he used to say a shear in his house. Uh, he, I guess he lived in the same house as his grandfather. So when he was a little boy, so his, his grandfather used to say the shear, and he would listen as a little boy. And once his mother came and said he had to go to sleep, and he said, no, but I can't go to sleep. So his mother asked, why can't you go to sleep? Because grandfather hasn't saved the Rambam yet. Because <laughs> what would happen? They'd learn a sugya, and if they'd, he'd quote the Rambam, then he'd quote all the other Rishonim who seemed to be difficult relative to the Rambam, and how would the Rambam deal with this question, this question, and the end of the shir, brisk, right, the Rambam. He would explain how the Rambam solves all the issues that everybody else brought up. He said that the grandfather hasn't saved the Rambam yet. But, the, but Rav, Sol- Rav Soloveitchik explained, he wasn't saying this mitzad gaiver, he's just explaining what Talmud Torah is. He said, when he learns Torah, so he always imagines that the Gemara is in front of him, and Rashi is on his right, and Tesafis is on his left, and the Rishonim are sitting at the table, and at the other end of the table, at the head of the table, is the Rambam. <laughs> and he's learning Torah, and they're there with him, helping him navigate the sugya. That's how he always pictured learning Torah. It's just Rashi on the right, this was on the left. No, like, <laughs> yeah, okay, I guess they have to, every time you turn the page, Rashi and Tyson switch. But the Rambam at the head of the table, of course. Right. Different, uh, something to aspire to. And sometimes it's hard for us because we're, we're having such a hard time just trying to figure out, you know, the basic, you know, navigating the trees that we lose sight of the forest, right? We just forget to sit back and realize that this is all just push it, hello, cruise. Because it's so hard to, wait a minute, what's this word? What's this word? What in the world is this question? Why are they doing this to me? <laughs> Why don't they just say what they mean? Right? Which a lot of Bali Juve ask. Why don't they just say what they mean? Well, they do in their way. This is how they talk. They are saying what they mean. Okay. Well, why didn't he say it clearly? He did. <laughs> anyway. 
So that's uh, that's a Kaddish Baruch Hu Kerev Oh, so now this is really interesting, right? The Rebbe then says, as a as a hakdoma to that parish, what is the what does the Rebbe Madash bring? Habitl de Yisrael, the bittel of Yisrael al yedei shekodesh baruch hu shitef behen right? That's in our when I say base gimel dalit, that's base gimel dalit in our mimer. That's all bittel. Right? The bittel of the yidden al yedei shekodesh baruch hu shitef behen shmei v'shahakoyach shavaya yielokecho. And the ability, the power that's given to us, that the Abisha could be Elokecha, our own personal God, to whom we're completely bottled, whom mi anoichi, comes from anoichi, shalamayla mi avaya, which is beyond the vaya, right? Remember those last lines of Dalit, which were difficult to understand. Ki kolam shocha hu lamata yeser, lefisha shodesham shochi memokar naila yeser. Because any hamshocha comes to a lower place because the source of it is from a higher place. So now that's very interesting. The Rebbe is, is painting all of what the Rebbe Marash said with that same brush at this point. I Meaning we made, in Ois Dalit, we made a distinction between, we said that was certainly the case in the Neshama, but the goof, it's slightly different. Well, we said that in order to understand what's happening with the goof, but it's still ultimately, since it comes from Anaychi, it's coming from such a high place, so then it can descend down into such a low place. So that idea still does apply even to the fact that the Ebishter was Meshatev Shemavaya Begoof, even though we, we emphasized it in order to understand the difference between Shitev in the Neshama and Hushitev in the goof. The difference was Makim as opposed to Ishafka, complete transformation. Okay. And in order to understand that, we talked about the fact that the basic pshat in Gavaya Yeser, Magila Lamata Yeser is Makim. Okay, but the Rebbe here is saying, no, well, yes, but in general, it, the fact that it's coming from a Nechi means it's not limited and therefore it can even express itself in the Guf. So it's coming from such a high place so it can express itself in a low place. Mm. That's true. Okay, so we're doing away with the distinction. In order to understand something, you know, it's Dalit, we, 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 we wanted to distinguish between two things. But now we're not interested in distinguishing with them. We want to understand how they're all really one shot. And so let's see. So in general, what we said is, since the source is so lofty, so then it comes down. And that is what we said. That's what we said about the goof also. Right? The lower it comes, the higher its source. Therefore, this is similar. Those ideas that the Rebbe Marash talks about as, a, as a, an introduction as a preamble to explaining Lamor, are actually similar to the other two pshatim in Lamor. Let's see, right? Haim, what's Haim? Those ideas that the Rebbe said before he started talking about Lamor, Habitl Disrael, Yedesh, Kaddish Baruch Shitef, etc., etc. Haim, Dugmas are, are, are an example or similar of Shadah Perushim Lamor, in the other Perushim. In other words, What's the Rebbe saying? The Rebbe Marash is saying one Perush Befedish and the other two Behelem, but they're there. In other words, he's really explaining all three. The Perush Belemur, 
That learning Torah is like someone answering a Kaddish Baruch the one who's answering, the one who's calling out. In other words, first the Abishter says, and then I say, who had Gashas in Yenabitl? That's the emphasis of the notion of Bitl, which is what the Rebbe Marash talks about before he gets to Lamar. Right? And that other parish, the third parish, that Lamor comes in, that, sorry, uh, uh, yes, I'm sorry, Lamor comes into, I'm sorry, Dibur comes into Lamor, the Aserz Dibur's comes into the Asar Marmaros, I'm Shochav Elokus in third shot. That's hinted at where? Three lines up, not including the shorter last line. That emphasizes the whole notion of drawing the elokus down into what? The goof. Shitef shemavaya begoof. So the shitef shemavaya b'neshama and that's the Indian of Tan Lashanim Rasech, that were bottled to the Abishta. Shitef, it's Yudke Vavke Beguf. That's the whole Indian of Hamshacha Velokus into the Guf. So those are the other two Pshatim in Lamor, which are hinted at in the Rebbe Marash. I, Befevish, the Rebbe Marash talks about the, the, the first one that the Rebbe quoted. But the other two are hinted at in the preamble to that Pshat. So really, the Rebbe is saying, that what's the Rebbe Maraj doing? Relative to Lamar, the Rebbe Maharaj brings first the two, first two pshatim, not talking about them as pshat and Lamar, just the ideas that those two pshatim and Lamar deal with, and then the third pshat. It's a different idea. That I mean, they're all connected, but a different idea, and that's that the Abishtu responds to us. And the fact that these two ideas, Boim Ba Maimer, come in the Maimer Kahakdoma as a preamble, La Pedish Shil for the explanation of the Lamer, and the Rebbe Marash only brings the Kurish, that the Abishter responds to us, who? Shal Yadei Limur Atarad Adam Gerdim Lies Akadish Borko Kurdivashene Kenegde. Why is that only a preamble to that? Who? Kikola perushim. All of these perushim. They're all ultimately relevant to each other. So the Rebbe brings one beferush, but hints at the other two to show that really they're all one and the same thing. They're all about this, this dynamic relationship, this two-way you know, two relationship that you and I have with the Ebershter, mitzad ar bitl, but also mitzad his complete and total dedication to us at Greikach, that he wants to be connected to us, that he'll, he'll allow us to dictate him, to him. We'll see that in Torah also. Okay, let's just see footnote 38. Then we're going to read the first line or two of the next voice. We'll see footnote 39 and we'll call it a week. This can be understood. In general, you learn this, you learn Sikhs of the Rebbe. You see this in Sikhs more than in my mind. 
the Rebbe will bring two or three different perushim and then show how they're all really one. And the Rebbe always says that the fact that different perushim exist on the same posik, they must have a, a, a kesher, benea. There must be some connection between them. They're not different. They're ultimately all parts of the same puzzle. All the Marsim, he says, right, are relevant one to the other. I Meaning here we showed it just because we showed it conceptually. But all the more so that that's just an existential reality that all three of them are going to be one. Or all the different perushim are going to be one. As is known, the proof of this, Mishatnas, from the whole, all of the different understandings of what the word Shatnas means in the Gemara Nido. You want to see that. So... Where are you going to look? Sure enough, right? We'll talk about that in a second. Okay, now let's just see what happens. Next, we have three minutes. I want to finish it on time for a change. So um, let's just see where we're going. That the fact that these three shatim are all one and the same. In Matan Tara, there are three different inyanim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu nice in a Torah. There's the Ebishter who gives the Torah. V'Yisrael mekabli a Torah. And Am Yisrael who received the Torah. For Torah Atzma. And the Torah itself. We have to understand how Matan Torah affected all three of those levels of reality. All three of those levels of reality were affected by Matan Torah. So even the Ebishter. Certainly, it's certainly Am Yisrael, okay, that's, that's the simple part. But even the Torah, we'll see how. And now, what, what does the Zohar say after Matan Torah? Yisrael, Raisa, Kuchabrihu, Kulachad. Oh, those are those three elements. Yisrael, Mekabli Torah, Raisa, the Torah, the Kuchabrihu, and the Nois in the Torah are all one. Now, I was going to explain this, but I just want you to see footnote 39 because it's so amazing. You can go into Shabbos with this sweet taste in your mouth. It's just such an amazing... You know, we just don't notice these things, and 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 it's it's just so amazing. I mean, all of them are made. The Rebbe is... A, look, look what the Rebbe says. It's a higher. So the Rebbe just said, Yisrael, what's affected? The Abishter is affected, Yisrael is affected, and the Torah is affected. Okay. He didn't say they're affected, so there's three things. He's going to say they're affected. Okay. Ulai or to, you know, certain it. I mean, it, it means to explain more deeply. Okay? But it, it meaning you can, to illuminate, but it, it doesn't mean illuminate. That's, an, that's with an aleph. But that's really what you're doing, is illuminating the idea, right? But it, it's not a direct translation of the word because illuminate with an aleph, illuminate is with an aleph, and this is with an ayin. But it means liar to further explain, to elucidate. This week's parsha, parsha is bemidbar. The drushim on matan Torah, hamedabrim bematan Torah. Now, how many maimarim did the Alter Rebbe say about matan Torah? It's not hundreds, tens and tens of maimarim. The Alter Rebbe must say about matan Torah, right? Okay, when the Tzemach Tzedek put together lekute Torah, he picked certain maimarim, and they're put in parshas bemidbar, and they're the maimarim of matan Torah. Look at the Rabbi notices about what the Tzemach Tzedek picked. Look. Duru Sharishain, who Bishashi Dimu Yisrael Nasevanish. The Duru Sharishain is called Bishashi Dimu when they preceded Nasevanishma. Who's that talking about? Yisrael. 
וגם הדרוש, the second דרוש, which is a very short one, עניין שניתנה תרא על הר סיני, is also talking about the עניין of ישראל. מדובר בעניין הביטל דה אדם, talking about the אדם, us, ישראל. So the first two my marm about Yisrael. The next marmer, Lachshay, Badrush, Vyadabra Lokim. Talks about the Avishter. Vyadabra Lokim. Let's call it Dvar Meil Lemar. Lachshay, Hadrush, and then the, 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 the third, which is really the fourth, because the second one's so short. The fourth Drush, the Eye Etzle Imun. I will be for him like a trainer, but like a, a toy. The Torah is the Shashuim. And what's that talking about? The Torah. So the Rebbe points out, it's, it's so fascinating. The Rebbe points out there's three essential in Yonim in Matan Torah. The Abishter, Yisrael, and the Torah itself. And if you look in the Drushim that the Tzemach Sedek picked of the Alter Rebbe on Matan Torah, so there are three main Drushim. First one is about Yisrael. The second one is about the Abishter. And the third one is about the Torah. Because you have to know about those three things to get a clear picture of Matan Torah. Now, who would have noticed that in Likute Torah, that that's what's going on? Well, <laughs> okay. No, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, maybe the Tzemek said it told the Rebbe Marash. Oh, you know, just, I don't know, but it's just such a fascinating footnote. All right? Okay. So that's where we're going next. Rebbe's going to explain the effect of Matan Torah on the Abishter, the effect of Matan Torah on Yidin, and the effect of Matan Torah on the Torah itself. <coughs> okay. Um.